0: hey great friends what's happening it is monday and uh the super bowl is set and we'll talk a lot about that obviously as we get going what a day yesterday was what an incredible day of games and i mean the results and how they all got to where they they got to uh, anyway listen we'll, we'll just get going here it's monday i want to start off by by first thanking our people at seven mile casino seven casino.com um, i always tell you that if you're local if you're in san diego and you're thinking you know hey where can i watch the game where can i have a great meal uh, where can I get a great bar scene? Gosh, my TV won't shut up. Um, you know, all these kinds of things is like seven mile casino is super easy to get to. It's only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, right on the Bay of Chula Vista. Parking is easy and it's free. It's not like you have to go into some massive parking garage and jump on a bus and get to the casino. There's no big concert venue. There's not some mega hotel, not ultra buffets. It's Sammy's restaurant and bar, which is the best brunch in South County. According to San Diego magazine readers, it is an amazing bar. TVs everywhere, blackjack and poker and other table games, you're a winner, man, at 7 Mile Casino. 7milecasino.com, that's where locals play in San Diego. 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. Hey, uh, let me talk about prize picks, and I will just say this. On fire. Went from ice cold, man, to on fire. I, uh, I, I had a big day yesterday, and uh, while a cup, I think I had like four total plays – and so while two of them lost, two of them won. And the the winnings so outweigh the losses because both of my winnings were at three to one. So twenty dollars turned into sixty dollars. So I had a really big day yesterday. And I'm already looking at prize picks as they get ready for the big game. They've got Patrick Mahomes at a 99% discount of 0.5 passing yards, which they did that for Christian McCaffrey yesterday, and that was really easy. But now with the basketball season. And with the big game only a couple weeks away, if you play in the combo league, you could take LeBron James, put him together with Patrick Mahomes, and you could win a lot, man. So that's what they've got now for you. They've got the football and basketball combo specials league, and it's created specifically for you to take two players or more players from different sports. So, again, I give you Mahomes and LeBron, and you have a combo of 10.5 and three point uh, field goals made and touchdown passes, and you could win some serious coin. So, um, you know, also today's Monday, but tomorrow's Taco Tuesday. So they give you even better deals. And I'll just say one last thing about prize picks they make it as easy as possible now because, you know, they match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. But now you can use Apple Pay on your phone. So easy. And um, withdrawals are easy too. And now with what's in my account. I may be needing a withdrawal. I'll tell you that right now. All right. Hey, let me keep rolling here. Um, I started a new workout plan, which by the way, I'm so embarrassed. I am so sore. I cannot even believe how how sore I am. And it's not a crazy workout at all. And it's not long. It doesn't take a really long time. You don't have to go to the gym. You can do it all in your house. Total body weight. So I started this new workout plan, right? I am so sore realizing how I got to get my body really back together. And part of that Is this right here, Athletic Greens. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. All the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, and probiotics all in one packet. You get five free travel packets when you order through us, plus that one-year supply of vitamin D. And today is January 29th. So this puts me somewhere in the neighborhood of about 21 straight days of Athletic Greens. I'm trying to do it so that I get into that habit of doing it literally every day. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan make sure you get a subscription guys because everybody wants to get healthier everybody wants to you know longevity, fitness, feel good, mental clarity, probiotics the whole thing dude I'm telling you this is the key Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. All right we uh, we got a lot to get to divisional cha- or, excuse me championship games yesterday in the AFC and the NFC and now we're set for the Super Bowl in two weeks in Vegas. Let's get started. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew. It's Monday afternoon. It is the day after championship Sunday. And we now know that the Super Bowl is set for Las Vegas in two weeks. And we know that it's the Kansas City Chiefs. And just starting with the Chiefs, I mean, just kind of just initial thoughts. This is why I I took the Chiefs. Because as much as everybody told me this is the Ravens' time, this is Lamar Jackson's time, I said, you know what? Prove it. And, and so many people said, well, Kansas City won't be able to win on the road. They've never had to do it, and they just did it again. And as much as this year the Kansas City Chiefs were not the high-powered offense that they've been in years past, guess what? They have a, a, a top-rated defense. And they still have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and they can still pound the ball, man. And they still have Andy Reid standing on that sideline. And it doesn't matter who's the offensive coordinator that comes or goes. They are still all champions and know how to handle themselves in the toughest of spots. And on the other side, let me tell you something. San Francisco, what a game. What an incredible difference between the first half, where I thought Detroit might run away with this whole thing, and the second half where San Francisco shifted the momentum, captured the game, and listen, I'm going to say this. I love Dan Campbell. I do. I love Dan Campbell. I love what he's done with the Detroit Lions, but the decisions that he made in that game yesterday have come back to bite him in the kneecaps. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, There is. I always say, if you are the road team in the playoffs, you never kick field goals shorter than an extra point meaning if it's under 32 yards, you have to go for it. But there are exceptions to those rules based on the score and the time of the game. And Dan Campbell, who said afterwards, he didn't regret the decisions, I'm sure 24 hours later, he's going to be seeing that film saying, why didn't I think about it? Why was I so stuck in what I thought was like a hardened rule? So we got a lot to get to. How did it all happen? How did Kansas City go into Baltimore, and smack down the Ravens? And how did San Francisco turn things around when it looked like they might have gotten blown out? Championship Sunday behind us, Super Bowl in Las Vegas, two weeks away. Um, what a day. What a day yesterday was. So we are in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. If you uh, were there yesterday watching the games and playing cards and having a great meal, you know how awesome it is. For those of you that have never been, You can go anytime you want. Easy parking, free. The Bay of Chula Vista, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. No smoking, great food, awesome gaming. You're going to have a great time at 7 Mile Casino, Sevenmilecasino.com. And any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, Grande, Brown Man. Guys, good Monday afternoon. I'm looking for opening thoughts from what you saw yesterday. Grande, what do you say, man?
1: Players make plays. And those are the things that win games, man. That's my takeaway. I know we can we're gonna dissect every single thing about Dan Campbell. We'll dissect we'll dissect Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers. But players make plays when it matters, man. You know, you watched yesterday Christian McCaffrey making plays. Debo Samuel making plays, Brandon Ayuk making plays. And on the other side, Lejarius Need causing fumbles. You know, and on the in the, the opposite end of the spectrum, Josh Reynolds, brother. Catch the ball. Hmm. It's pretty simple, man. That ball, that ball hit him in the chest twice, two drops. You know, Lamar Jackson, don't throw it into triple coverage. Especially like have some situational awareness about where you're at in those moments. I think, in my opinion, man, it comes down to players. I know that, you know, Dan Campbell's gonna catch heat, but you gotta make plays, man. Y- if you wanna make the Super Bowl, you gotta make plays. And the two teams that made plays won. Simple as that.
0: I know. You're right. Dan Campbell's going to catch heat, no doubt, and and rightly so. And as he said yesterday, comes with the gig. You know, I mean, people will question his decisions, no doubt, and rightly so. But I'm with you. I mean, there's fourth down moments in that game where Detroit and Jared Goff throws a ball, hits a receiver right in the hands. Dude, catch the ball. I mean, listen, it's one thing when it's fourth down and he throws a ball and it's not anywhere near the receiver. But when the ball hits you in the hands, catch the ball, man. You know, the Detroit Lions organizationally and as a fan base will all look at that game and they'll they'll blame Campbell, you know, um, just the same way Charger fans way back in the day when the Chargers were 14 and two and they had the New England Patriots here in San Diego and Marla McCree made that fumble. Um, yeah, people remember Marlon McCree, but there were other things that happened in that game that cost the Chargers that game, not just one play. Brown, good afternoon. What do you say, man? <coughs>
2: it's funny to watch. Sports coverage the day after things happen when we like when we like teams when 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 people who are in positions of conversation like people they don't crush them. People are saying Dan Campbell's gonna get crushed. Nobody's crushing him. If any other coach, if any other team, because when the Chargers did this, by the way, crushed, crushed the head coach. Now here, here's Dan Campbell. He runs. Inside the five, it was less than a minute in the fourth quarter. Instead of kicking two field goals, by the way, which the game turned in the third quarter when he chose not to kick that field goal, as much as it is not putting points on the board, when you go forward on fourth and you don't get it, it does something to the other sideline. Mm-hmm. Where You can't quantify that in an analytic. Something about stopping the other team on fourth down fires up the stands, it fires up the other sideline, and now guys feel like, well, no matter what the score is, now we got a chance. Mm-hmm. If Dan Campbell puts points on the board, the balloon doesn't fill up with air. Every time they went for it on fourth down, both times, in the, the balloon just filled with more air and more air, and the 49ers took off. Yeah, I like Dan Campbell. I like the Lions. But at some point, you got to see, yes, that's how you got here. But your players are shrinking, and you got to help them. <laughs> Because Jared Jared Goff played a great game. I thought he was the best quarterback on the field, and we'll get to that. I guarantee you. But your players were shrinking. Guys were dropping balls mm-hmm. that don't usually drop balls. Right, they Guys were charging, were I wouldn't prefer that. They no, they were. They were. They were, fa-
0: they were falling apart. They were. They were had opportunities to make plays, and they were falling apart right in front of our faces. I'm with you. They were
2: coming unglued. We will refer to it as charging for the sake of this conversation. (laughs) Thanks (laughs) for hearing me. Got to bring it back
1: home, dog. Yeah, come on, man.
2: (laughs) And all you had to do was help them. Mm -hmm. Being tough and being smart can be the same thing. Yes, the Lions are tough. Yes, they punch you in the mouth. But sometimes you got to be smart, too. Because if they get that three up, San Francisco has to play different because the score is different. The feeling of the game changes. The Lions go to the sideline. Okay, we at least we got three out of that. Mm -hmm. You go to the sideline, you got nothing. And here come the 49ers, the best offense in football. You're going to keep walking off the field with nothing? And at the end of the day, you lose by three?
3: Yeah.
1: I said it like this to a buddy of mine yesterday. It was like the Lions were choking and Dan Campbell stood by and let it happen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Instead of – Instead of providing a Heimlich, a pat on the back, anything, he was like, "The moment was getting too big for my guys, and I'm just gonna let them suffer."
0: Well, instead what? of in- instead of Dan Campbell saying, "Look, this has been my philosophy all year long,"
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but but right now, given the circumstances, the time of the game, the score of the game, the situation, you gotta let you gotta have a feel. You know, you you can't use the sheet in front of you all the time. You know, hey, it's third and two on the 32-yard line. The sheet says we call plays A, B, or C. But you know what? A, B, and C hadn't been working. Let's go with D, E, or F. My point is, is that as a head coach, as somebody who has to make those decisions on the sideline, that's what separates a guy like Andy Reid, okay, who's now – going back to yet another Super Bowl, who's been in six straight AFC championship games. You can tell me it's Patrick Mahomes, and that's what separates Andy Reid. I will disagree with you. Andy Reid has all the experience. He's been there over and over and over again. And there's a lot of poise on the sideline to slow things down and think. Dan Campbell, by way of example, does not have that sort of experience you know, and it's funny you say that we, we like Dan Campbell. People find Dan Campbell to be interesting and entertaining. We also mm-hmm. find him to be um, inspiring in the, in the sense that the Detroit Lions have been so bad for so long. Look how he's turned that program around, that organization around. And so he's not getting killed today the way, you know, somebody who's not as likable might get killed, like using Brandon Staley as an example. Correct. But that, that's true also for other guys, too. I mean, the whole Mike Tomlin conversation that was happening weeks ago, should the Steelers let him go? He hasn't had any postseason success in all these years. All these guys on ESPN, Ryan Clark, who played for him, Stephen A. Smith, all these, they like him, Mike Tomlin. So no one criticizes or says he should be ousted because you're right. Coaches who are considered likable um, get a different sort of treatment, Mm -hmm. especially the day after a major failure. It really, Mm -hmm. and that's what it was. Listen, Again, I'm with you, Alex. Players do make plays or they don't. And the Lions players didn't make plays. But, but Brown are off with you too. But, we, we, but because because Dan Campbell should have helped his guys, you know that, what? It was fourth and short. We didn't get it. Let's let's next time let's take those points. And yeah. can
2: I say something too? If your philosophy is if we can't get a third down, then we don't need to be on the field. Bruh, you had three shots at it. You still need three more. You couldn't do it. The field goal exists in the game for a reason. It exists in the game for a reason. This idea that I keep hearing people say, well, their philosophy is, well, if we can't get three, if we can't get three yards, we can't get, you couldn't. You couldn't. Like, what are you doing?
1: It's too like, uh, you know, the next day everyone starts looking up. Well, Michael Badgley hasn't made a a kick outside in in 2020. And Michael Badgley 70% from 40 to 49. And Michael Badgley hasn't even kicked an extra point outside and blah, blah, blah. And why is he on your team? Right.
4: Right. Like, Thank you. Like, right.
0: Like Thank people you. go, you don't have Justin Tucker on your sideline. Yeah. You have Michael Badgley. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what then. I'll tell Jake you what
1: I'll Moody, do. Jake Moody on the Niners missed a very makeable kick in the first quarter of that game. Right. Did Kyle Shanahan pretend that he didn't exist anymore? I mean, kept going back to him anytime he had an
0: opportunity to. And the thing is, is that, listen, I'll tell you what, if if I'm the, the Detroit Lions and you tell me, hey, look, we're never kicking. on, We go for it on fourth down. We're going to use the kicker less than anybody else in the NFL. Great, then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get an undrafted rookie free agent Correct. who's the cheapest guy that I can get because I'm never going to use the guy. Why do I have a guy who's got veteran experience on my team? why am i paying him what i have to pay him based on his number of years in the league yeah so i don't know Yeah, it was I crazy i actually don't
1: i actually the first one i know the, the first one where Reynolds dropped it on fourth down mm-hmm. i didn't really hate that one just because you know the niners they just kicked the field goal out of half so the momentum wasn't completely gone yet yeah. it was that that second one where it would have been like a 47 yarder yeah that's the one where i was like bro well, aware, awareness of the listen, fact that if but, if but the niners score a saying. touchdown the game's over the game listen is over listen to what over. you just
2: Listen to what you just said. The 49ers had just made a field goal.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't need to score a touchdown. You just need to erase
2: their score.
0: Well, but but moreover, Brown, here's the thing. When when the Niners score and the Lions go for it and they don't get it, and then the the Niners come back and do score. Well, now mm-hmm. you still have a seven-point lead. Okay, you still have a seven-point lead. That felt but like one point. That felt like a one-point lead. It did, but but If the Lions don't fumble on first down, so so the the ball is kicked off. The ball is kicked off. It's a touchback. The Lions get the ball. They they come off the sideline. They go into the huddle. Hey, guys, here's the play. We're doing exactly what we've been doing all game long. We're using our offensive line to beat up on their defensive line. Because let me tell you something. The Niners are an offensive football team for as much as they're given a reputation for being a defensive football team. The Niners' defense is not as good as, as advertised.
1: Ooh.
0: Not as good Ooh. as advertised. It's been I've been telling you guys
1: that all year, man. Yeah.
0: And, got exposed. And, and, and so right. here's the thing. So, so when, when the Lions are up by seven and on first down, they fumble and give the ball right back to the Niners and the Niners score, now you've got a tie ball game, but it's over. Right. It's you have over. a tie yes. ball game. At the end of the third quarter, It was 24-24, and that game was over. And and the thing is, by this time – now, I'm sure a lot of people probably felt the same way I did. Once you knew that the Niners were winning the game, in particular when the Niners had a 10-point lead, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but there was only one thing I was thinking about. I had Detroit to cover the seven points or the seven and a half. Come on, Jared Goff. Run down this field and score, which he did. And and then it was a three point game, and there was no chance they were getting an onside kick. You know, no. the 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 it's it's a it's a two percent possibility to get an onside kick recovered, you know, if you're the kicking team. Mm-hmm. So the game was over, but all I cared about at that point was did I cover? Because I'll tell you guys honestly. But that
1: right there, yeah, the fact that the the onside kick that was necessary because mm-hmm. what Browner mentioned was the dumbest play call I've ever seen in my life on third down at the one or two and knowing the situation, regardless of how confident you are in your play, knowing the situation where, unless you have your kicking team ready to, if he gets stuffed, run the F out there kick it. immediately. So we don't have to burn this time out to mm-hmm. give ourselves a three and out chance, which they did do by the way, when they didn't get mm-hmm. the outside kick, because CMC like landed on his neck, he wasn't even in the game anymore. So when you, think about that play call that stands out to me the most because it just eliminated so many possibilities for the Lions to even come back. It was probably already not going to happen, but it just eliminated. I don't know what the chances went like the pro the win probability after losing that timeout, it had mm-hmm. to have gone up to like 90 some percent for the Niners at that point. Isn't it, it amazing though? One how, of the how, worst calls I've ever seen. Worst.
0: Isn't it incredible how we're spending a lot of our time here in the opening segment, just giving opening thoughts here. Uh, we'll get into greater detail on both games coming up, but how much time we're spending on the NFC side of it. Because I, I actually thought going into the game that the AFC game was the better of the two games. And it turns out like that the, well the NFC game... Yeah, it was a great like game. It was a great game. Because uh, there were a lot of crazy things that happened in that in that first game between Baltimore and Kansas City. I mean, a lot of crazy things. The The Lamar Jackson... Throw that gets batted up that he catches oh, so and takes good. off, dude. That 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 was this close. I mean, I'm holding up my fingers like an inch. That was an inch away from Lamar Jackson throwing a ball, having it tipped, catching it, and him going for the touchdown. Like he was that close. And had was also he scored, that close yeah. to
1: being intercepted. Right,
0: yeah. right, right. <laughs> H- had he caught the ball and scored, that would have gone down in NFL history as one of the craziest plays of all time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still will go down in history as a crazy play. Same goes for the Brandon Ayuk catch in the San Francisco game. Because remember, San Francisco was down big, and and Purdy throws the ball up, and it hits off the Lions' defensive back's face, pops up into the air, and you talk about an incredibly athletic play by Ayuk to keep yeah. on running and catch the ball. And by the way, Detroit was lucky that he was actually touched down in that moment, you know, because yeah. it looked like he was going to score. So there, yeah, if You didn't know that game that was happened. over
1: at that point? Yeah. (laughs) Like if you didn't know the football gods were like, you know what? Not your time, Detroit. Not your time after that play. Yeah. Then man, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I that game was so over after that. I mean, it was over before, but man, when that that, like I said, players make plays. I don't even remember his name, but that DB by the Lions, it's in your face. It's in your face. There was no sun. (laughs) The rain wasn't
2: bad at that point in the game. I think it it rained later on, if I'm not mistaken. Just catch the ball or like
0: at or right or, or make or you know make it an incomplete. Like, he didn't have to angle his body
2: he didn't have to twist and turn to try to find the ball bro he installed the ball coming better than you did
0: it, it reminded me of the play that that kansas city had made earlier in the game earlier in the day where i think it was i it was third and long and it was late in the game and kansas city with and i love the aggressiveness threw the ball mahomes like Put this rainbow ball up, and uh, what's the kid's name? Scambling Valdez, Scambling. Oh yeah. And it hit him like as he's falling back, mm-hmm. and like
1: hit him in the face, and he caught it. So, see, all year long, they have not been making those plays. And they that, were
0: dropping, that yep, they were right.
1: dropping that ball, they were dropping that ball, and they made the play when right. it mattered. I know. Hey, let me just tell
0: you guys, we have got a great show coming up. We've got a lot of content to get into. If you're watching on TV, if you're listening on radio, if you're with us on YouTube, if you're on audio podcast, stick around. we got a ton of stuff we're going to get to. I want to tell you guys, though, that yesterday, again, there was the gambling angle of it, which was, okay, Kansas City, I'm taking Kansas City to cover the four, four and a half. You know, uh, everybody was on Baltimore. It sounded like Baltimore was already anointed the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Like every pregame show that I was listening to or watching, it was this is Lamar's time, he's going to the Super Bowl, you know, and and there it almost as if people had discounted what Kansas City had done for, for Patrick Mahomes' entire career. Um, and then and, and Kansas City obviously covered, and then later in the game, later in the day, when Detroit was down by 10, all I cared about was. Score the touchdown, not kick the field goal, score the, because I couldn't remember if I got the game at seven or seven and a half, score the touchdown and cover the spread. And all the while I was playing on prize picks and now with prize picks with basketball season and with the big game now, less than two weeks away, now's your chance to get involved in the specials combo league where you take LeBron, you put them together with uh, Patrick Mahomes and you say 10 and a half is the more or less number. And you say between three point shots made and, you know, touchdown passes or whatever. um, How do I put those two things together and make a lot more? And I'll tell you, Brown, my kickers let me down yesterday in the AFC game because I had both of them going for one and a half field goals. Both of them only kicked one field goal. The Christian McCaffrey, um five yards rushing that was an easy one Um, I put it I put it together with Isaiah Pacheco who that guy has he's won for me for three straight weeks getting you know all these rushing yards even against Baltimore's defense um and I also had um I had McCaffrey to score a touchdown and I had Pacheco not Pacheco or was it uh what's the kid's name 26 from the Lions I had him to score a touchdown which he did yeah Gibbs so dude I had a big day yesterday on prize picks. We'll talk about all of this and so much more. We're just getting going. This is Kaplan and crew. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. The Super
4: Bowl is set and we're ready to go. Hey, great friends. It's
0: Monday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. The day after championship Sunday and we now know Kansas City will take on San Francisco in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas two weeks from yesterday and uh, we will have our representation there in Las Vegas. So we'll have plenty of content coming to you the week of the Super Bowl because Alex will be out in Vegas on Radio Row all week long. Um, The rest of us. (laughs) <laughs> our days of radio row seem to be over around here,
4: <laughs> mm.
0: but Alex is heading up. Alex will be there. So we are in the seven mile casino. First studio. radio
1: row. I mean, we both went to LA for it because it was in LA. Yeah. So this will be the first radio row outside of SoCal since Miami.
0: Right. That's right. Yeah. We know and, how that ended. And, well, and and let me tell you something. We um, know how that started. Exactly. You see, four <laughs> years ago, we went to Miami. And if you guys remember, um, on the Saturday, or no, no, it was. I think it was the Sunday. We red-eyed
1: Saturday, so right. it and, was Sunday.
0: And, and so Sunday morning, we were driving into Miami, and that's when we found out about Kobe Bryant. That was four mm-hmm. years ago. So that was the beginning of the week in Miami four years ago, and the end of the week in Miami four years ago was, hey, there's this thing called coronavirus. And I'm like, whatever. That's not going to impact us, you
1: know. And mm-hmm. it, it, Browner was already wearing a mask on the flight. Yeah. Yep. And there's like half the people were wearing a mask. I'm sitting there like,
2: hmm, just sucking okay. all the
1: hair. Yeah. And then yeah. what happens when I get home two days later? <laughs> yeah. That's right. We,
0: the, <laughs> the week started with Kobe and the, and the and the helicopter crash. It ended yeah. with oh my god, this coronavirus COVID thingy actually is going to change our lives for the next few years. Which it did, and by the way, um, here we are now at the end of January, and next Thursday, while Alex is in uh, Vegas, that's the day that they will unveil the Kobe statue in front of Crypto.com Arena in downtown LA. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot has gone on in our world in the four years since uh, since we were in Miami. So, all right, let me let's do this. Yesterday was Championship Sunday. We all know what the results were, and we know we're going to talk a lot as the day goes on about all the games. But let's start at the beginning of the day yesterday. Did you guys see new Charger coach Jim Harbaugh in Baltimore to support his brother John Harbaugh uh, just the same way that John had gone to the national championship game to support Jim? And, you know, it just reminds me how – Last week when Harbaugh was hired by the Chargers, there's this immediate rush to believe that the Chargers will be Super Bowl, not contenders, they will be Super Bowl participants one year from now. And it just goes to show you, you know, whether you're Dan Campbell and you've got a big lead on the road over a team like the Niners and it looks like you're on the verge of blowing them out and you don't and you lose, or if it's John Harbaugh and you're home against a Kansas City team that wasn't as strong as it had been, and it's Lamar Jackson's time. It just goes to show you how truly hard it is to make the Super Bowl. Dan Campbell said last night after the game, this might have been our one and only shot. Is it hard? You- for some. Not not for the Kansas City Chiefs, who, by yeah. the way, who are the reigning division champions in the same division that Jim Harbaugh is pulling into. And, and look, you, you've got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the power of Taylor Swift. That's what Jim Harbaugh is pulling you got,
1: into. You got Mahomes is Thanos. This is for all you, comp- and is going to follow me right along right here. Mahomes is Thanos. He's the guy. He's got all the Infinity Stones. He's the one that's dominating. And you got the Avengers. You got Lamar Jackson. You got Joe Burrow. You got Josh Allen. You got, name them. In the AFC, they're all coming at you. Every single Avengers, everybody that had their own movie, they're all coming. at Herbert, Stroud, Lawrence, they're all coming after Mahomes. No one can beat him.
4: Not yet. Nobody. No one can beat
1: him. And by the way, spoiler alert: Avengers lost too. They had to find a time machine to go beat them badly.
2: They lost. They lost yeah. so bad they got scratched out of time.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, it's Mahomes' world. And that AFC can do nothing about it, dude. This was the, by far, the worst offense the Chiefs have trotted out in his six years as starting quarterback Yeah, the Chiefs. And they're still in the Super Bowl. They haven't even got to the point where guys want to play for them for less. Wait until, you
2: know, DeAndre Hopkins wake us up and goes, I'm tired of losing, man. I'm just going to go play for the Chiefs. I'll take a little couple less million. Mm-hmm. I had 10 million from yeah. these clowns in Tennessee last year. I'm going to take this 7 million from Kansas City and go to the Super Bowl. Wait till that starts happening. Because right now they got dudes who, at the start of the year, one you'd never heard of, and two, when you did hear them,
0: they were dropping balls. How about how about a guy like Travis Kelsey, who really, for he's the a legend. most part, he's a legend. no, he is he is a legend. He's a legend. He's a legend. He's he's absolutely a legend. He's absolutely a, a Hall of Famer and every other accolade you want to throw his way. But really, during the season, Travis Kelsey did not have the kind of regular season that he'd had throughout his career, throughout this run of of six years of Mahomes. A lot of drop passes, a lot less production, um, way fewer touchdown receptions than ever before. And then all of a sudden, you get to the postseason, and I'm not telling you he flipped a switch, not at all. I'm just telling you, Alex, you said it great in the first segment, players make plays. Travis Kelsey is a legend. Travis Kelsey has just gone through two weeks of showing everybody why he is so great. And while he may not have had the best regular season compared to his own standards, Travis Kelsey has put on a show the last two weeks. Not to mention that between his brother and his girlfriend, Travis Kelsey, you wonder why he's on every commercial? I mean, between his podcast and and his brother taking his shirt off and making a spectacle of himself and the Taylor Swift thing, which at the beginning of the of the whole relationship, I'm like, I don't know, man. I I don't really believe this. There's something going on here. There's some promotion happening. Now all of a sudden, these two are hugging and kissing right after the game on the field. She she has become a football girlfriend. Not even not even like the world's biggest entertainment star. She's become the, the football girlfriend. I read a story today that the night before the Super Bowl, the Saturday night before the Super Bowl, she's actually playing a concert in Tokyo so you know you figure great he's going to practice all week he's going to deal with media commitments all week I'm not going to be a distraction to him all week and then guess what I'll take a private plane from Tokyo to Vegas I'll get there for the game I mean she's become part of the story Mm -hmm. which I mean she's been part of the story
2: listen oh listen hey man don't hate, bro. Jesus. Don't hate. I'm not finna hate. Why, why, I'm just, why are you I'm, finna, I'm, finna hate? I'm not finna hate.
0: Are you finna front then? If you ain't hating, nah. you're
2: I ain't front, I ain't hating. I ain't capping. All right. Okay. He was 11 targets, 11 catches. Yep. She had nothing to do with that. No. Period. Who so, said she did? <laughs> no, there's no need so to... Was she calling inter- plays? There, there's, there's no need to interject her at all whatsoever. Sorry, buddy. Feel, Sorry, so someone pal. It's just one shows them kissing somewhere like, sorry pal it has no impact on the game not that's on the, the game only part about no. this that's Nothing. the only part about this where i'm like hey all right everybody listen this man was 11 for 11 against probably one of the best top three defenses in the nfl told a ass up oh. she didn't have a block she didn't do a
0: screen well you're she telling didn't... me something i didn't know wow mm. wow so, <laughs> but, so, but, so, she's, so. but she's part of that she's part of the tv show bro don't you see what I'm saying? She, She's not. Yeah, she didn't block anybody. She didn't call any plays. She knew it. No, but she's part of the television presentation. You cannot deny the fact that the NFL is salivating all over itself. CBS so did, was showing her and she's like, get the camera off of me, please, as they're promoting the Grammys.
2: How did I? How, well, how come they didn't put Eminem on TV when Detroit
1: was winning?
0: Because he's not he's not dating any of the players. You know that. That's true. I don't know that. You're right.
1: Uh, do okay. we want this segment to go on TV? Because I have a video of Eminem who was at the game yesterday, <laughs> doing something.
0: Yeah, he's he's giving everybody the finger. Why don't we save but that got, for when we're not on TV? Okay. All
1: right. So yeah, I mean, so let,
0: let's let's go back to the beginning of the conversation, if we could, though. Alex, you, I, I interjected. Go ahead, jump in. No, go for it. Go. I want to go back to the beginning of this whole conversation, which was Jim Harbaugh. So Harbaugh is now pulling into the division that has the best coach, the best quarterback and far and away the best team. Jim Harbaugh is pulling into the AFC East in Tom Brady's prime. Do you understand the comparison? This is why Buffalo and Miami and these t- and the Jets were always so bad because New England was so good. So New England smoked everybody in their division, had home field advantage, and that's why they went to 9 Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh is pulling into the division when Patrick Mahomes is not even 30 years old. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert are probably the same age, even though Herbert might have a somewhat shorter career. I'll bet you they're not that far off. The question for the for the Charger fans, those of you out there, how much longer does Andy Reid want to do this? Because if Andy Reid wins another Super Bowl, might Andy Reid decide, you know what, I'm good? And good what? Well, but there's been what? there's been that sort of rumor out there. He's that a liar. He ain't going nowhere. I, I tend to agree with you. And
2: He's and not, so, he, 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 he not no Sean McVay. He don't need to whine about, uh, uh, I want to go do other stuff. I'm a millennial coach. Plus, and you read an old man. You
0: mm-hmm. know what? And um and I don't think he's going anywhere either. I'm kind of with you on that. So now if you're Harbaugh, you're you're pulling into the Chargers and you're like, oh, yeah, hey, listen, I got a great quarterback. Yes, you do. You have a statistically great young quarterback.
2: And he's but, the r- best coach in the division. Stop, come on,
0: man. Stop, man. When
2: when well, that's it. Come on. Andy okay. Reid's not the Let's...
0: best, he's not the best coach. You're, you're still gonna play the, the Jim Harbaugh, the best coach in the AFC West after what Andy Reid has done again. You give Harbaugh the nod over Andy Reed after what Andy Reid has accomplished. Come on, man.
2: When Jim Harbaugh was in the NFL, Andy Reed wasn't doing none of this. What are you talking about? What's Go you, back and look what Andy Reed
0: was doing in Philadelphia.
2: Right. So who who was in the NFC championship? Who went to the Super Bowl? They were in the same conference. W- one time. Where, where was Andy Reid, bro? Go, go,
0: go look it up. Go look oh, it up. I get, got, that, I, get back I, to I, us I, got,
2: I, I will. All I got to tell y'all is this. <laughs> I said it I first. I will. They got the best coach in the division. It You're was right, me. You it was him. He was here. When everybody was drinking from the Andy Reid trough, I was telling y'all, Debo coming. Mm. Okay? What, what's that guy from the he
0: Omar coming. That's Jim mm. Harbaugh. Okay, um, let's just make sure we put that on the uh, Joe Rigby put list. Put it. Put, oh, put it on the Joe Rigby list of, of yes, Browner sir. outrageous hot takes. Jim Harbaugh is the best coach in the AFC West. No credit goes to Andy Reid for six straight uh, AFC championships. And what what is the number here? This is how many Super Bowls now for Andy Reid with the Chiefs? Is it three or I four? Didn't, four. I, didn't, is... I
2: didn't say that. I didn't say he wasn't good.
0: No, no, you said, you said you Harbaugh is the best coach in the division. Yes, I didn't say Andy Reed not good, bro. I didn't say you said he's not good. Yes, you just did, dude. You know Andy Reid has has is by far and away the best coach in the AFC West, and you've anointed Jim Harbaugh that based on what Harbaugh did in San Francisco. Man, you out your damn mind. I'm just letting you guys go. I know. All right, let's go back Do to Harbaugh think. though. Browner's muted now, so go back to Harbaugh. Go back to Harbaugh. That or he Harbaugh, blew out his mic, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. He, you, you keep talking cause we can't hear you. So Harbaugh yesterday at the beginning of the AFC championship game on CBS, sitting there having a conversation uh, at the AFC desk with, you know, Bill Cower and uh, Boomer Esiason, Phil, mm-hmm. not Phil Sims and, and uh, Nate Burleson, I think is on that crew now. And, jb james brown by the way me and james brown had the same color hair i think we go to the same girl who does mm-hmm. our hair you know now we got you back browner here let, let's let's listen to what harbaugh said this is these are this is harbaugh's first um public appearance first media uh appearance of any kind
1: bef- yeah,
3: after they kicked, taking the they truck kicked
1: truck. all those extra people out it was this this was just uh cower and, and brown
0: okay great
3: yeah yeah it was it was tough uh i was torn my wife kids uh I love Michigan, but I love the NFL, too. And uh, there's no Lombardi trophy in, in college football. And, yeah, I got so many sands left in the hourglass. And I want, I want to take a crack at that. And there's there's uh, nowhere better to do it than with the Los Angeles Chargers, Susie Spanos, Dean Spanos, Ed McGuire, John Spanos, uh, and this and this great quarterback. Oh, yeah, so have you talked to him? I have. I have. And uh, I met him. And Durr... Derwin James, I mean pros, pros. These guys, Keenan Allen. But uh, I was a little starstruck. Yeah, yeah. So, so so Justin. So so, so maybe some some of the uh, Chargers are out there have not talked to you or met with you yet. What's that first meeting going to be like with Jim Harbaugh? What's the culture you want to build in with L.A.? I'll tell you what, I'm 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 probably going to reference this right here. You know, uh, we work together, we win together, and it's worth it. I mean, the hard work, the sacrifice, the pressure. All of it. Why would somebody put themselves through that? Because the rewards are just so darn good, and uh, and you can see that today. And what a, what a football game we're going to have today.
0: <laughs> Bill Cowher trying to get like a little too overly intense. I think he yeah. may have seen the Jimmy Johnson, you know, halftime speech as to what <laughs> uh, Mike McCarthy was supposed to do when Dallas was getting hammered by Green Bay. Uh, Cowher was like stumbling all over himself, starstruck over meeting uh, a quarterback. I mean, this this is a guy who played 14 seasons in the NFL. And last week I loved it because I got a million people who sent me messages last week. I never knew Jim Harbaugh was on Saved by the Bell. I never remembered Jim Harbaugh as being such a big star in the NFL that a sitcom would want to use him in a in a show. And everybody sent me the Saved by the Bell Jim Harbaugh video last week. He's starstruck over meeting these guys, really.
2: And to prove by the way, to prove my point. Philadelphia, 2011. Andy Reid, eight and eight. Philadelphia, okay. 2012. Andy Reid, four and twelve. Fired. Okay. Kansas City, 2013. What, what was, he, what and was five. he prior to
0: that? What was he prior to that?
2: Oh, Jim Harbaugh wasn't on the 49ers at the time.
0: Okay, so so but but prior to that though, Andy Reid, how many years in a row did he have the Eagles positioned for a championship? How many years did he have them in in contention? <laughs>
2: uh, let me see. So if you got to go back to 2006, ten and six, eight and eight, nine and six, 11 and five, 10 and six.
0: Okay, and what were they getting through in the playoffs? Because they were
1: in the Super Bowl one of those years. Why do you start at 2006? Why not start well, in the beginning where going. he was like 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 12 and 4, well, 12 and 4, 13 oh, and 3? Because in 1999, <laughs> he, wants to, he was. He wants no, to no,
2: make no. I'm going to do him a favor. In 1999, he was 5 <laughs> and
0: 11. 25 yeah, years ago. Come on, y'all asking me a Well, go ahead and make I'm, your point.
1: I play. don't know why you. Why did you start in 2006? That's all I was asking. Because that's when he started. He, that's when good he started winning.
0: Well, no, he started winning. What year did Harbaugh what year did Harbaugh go to San Francisco? He was in the Super Bowl in
1: 2004, so That's when he started winning. Harbaugh What are Harbaugh you looking
2: winning. at? I'm looking at the stats. You're not. I didn't want to start with a I bad start, year.
1: I didn't want to start at the Super Bowl. I didn't want to start the two years
2: year?
0: after. But you you're really going to you're really going to tell us that because Harbaugh was successful as the 49ers coach, which meant he led them to one Super Bowl appearance and lost. Mm-hmm. you're going to tell us that Harbaugh, because of his years in San Francisco, mm-hmm. is a better coach than Andy Reid? Really, that's going to be your argument when he hasn't coached one game with the Chargers yet? Don't
2: Listen, I've, I've, seen him, I've seen him coach at every level. I've seen him win at every level. What you mean?
0: What you mean? Has he coached for the Chargers yet? He Come on, dog. we ain't playing a game. Has he has – he, then how can he be the best coach in the division over the guy has who's he the best won- coach – who's the best coach in the NFL right now? Right now? Yeah. Andy Reid. No. How can Andy Reid be the best coach in the NFL and not be the best coach in his division? <laughs> well, because Jim, Jim Harbaugh ain't played a game yet. Okay, then why is it? Then why are you saying that Jim Harbaugh is the best coach in the division? Because he is.
2: <laughs> now, i don't see why y'all understand it. Just won the national championship, just retired Nick Saban, okay? Now he's coming back. He's got some unfinished business. What y'all right. mean? I, right. just, I'm just telling y'all. I'm just All buckle right. up. Buckle up. It was All me. Right. It was
0: me. Okay. okay, I'm with you. It was me. Uh, you mentioned that Travis Kelsey is a legend now. Mm. He, he really is. And and the numbers will tell you that. Because when you look at the list of the most receptions in the history of the postseason in the NFL, Travis Kelsey has now surpassed Jerry Rice.
4: Mm.
0: I mean, the other guys, Julian Edelman, you know, he was there so frequently. Rob Gronkowski. By the way, what's up with Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski in the hot tub videos together? Like they're the Island Boys. Have Everybody you guys Have you guys seen these videos? No. I have the two of them shirtless in the hot tub like the island buys. But really, Travis Kelsey now surpassing um, Jerry Jeez. Rice. Amazing.
1: Ooh. Ooh. You see Ooh. the uh, you see the the other excuse me, the other four names on this list have two things in common.
0: Um, yeah, they played yeah. for the Patriots and they played for the and they played for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They played with Mahomes and Brady. Mm hmm. That's now, right. Now
2: you want to argue who the greatest quarterback of all time is, too?
0: No. No, but no. I'm sure you want but I Herbert's the best quarterback in the AFC West, isn't he?
2: Now, see, now I said this last week. I will repeat this again today. Y'all already know that answer is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. And there ain't no need representation, to representation. Is that why? No, he just better, bro. It ain't oh, okay. Patrick, right? know, why man? you always gotta go know. there? I
0: didn't, know, I didn't know, bro. I didn't know,
1: bro. I didn't know. Don't go there, bro. <laughs> Uh, all right, listen. Uh, oh man,
0: lots more to get to. Obviously, lots more to get to. Um, Browner, I was, I got to tell you though, man, my prize picks yesterday. This is where I was frustrated. I actually thought it was a no brainer that Jared Goff would get his second touchdown pass, and it just, it, it just didn't happen for me. So I had Jared Goff for for one and a half touchdown passes, and I had Christian McCaffrey for the .5 touchdowns. McCaffrey does it for me, no problem. McCaffrey and Pacheco. McCaffrey for 0.5 yards rushing and Pacheco for 64 and a half yards rushing. He got to 68. That was a winner. How about this one? Pacheco 0.5 r- rushing or receiving touchdowns and Jameer Gibbs 0.5 rushing or receiving touchdowns. That was a winner. And then Harrison Butker and Justin uh, Tucker, those guys failed me. But all of a sudden, my account went from $87 to $232.
1: Nice. Nice. Oh, dude. Nice.
0: Dude, I've won 23, 23 wins. $1,247, but I've only got 232 left. <laughs> hey,
2: man. You got,
0: you got to be in it to win it, bro. That's right. Hey, prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com's uh, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Now in the specials combo plate uh, you put together, um, you put together LeBron with Mahomes. You play basketball and football, especially as basketball season's getting hot and we're two weeks away from the big game. And now you can win a lot of money. So uh, have fun. With prize picks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. All right, we're back to it. AFC more
4: information from the AFC side, more on the NFC side. Hang out with us. All right, great friends. Quick
0: halftime update here. Um, hey, I want to thank everybody who is sending me messages telling me that they have gone onto our website, Kaplan and Crew.com, and they've bought the hoodies. Um, the hoodies that say, we don't take shit from anybody. We're not corporate. Uh, we're not working for the man. You know, we don't have anybody dictating the rules to us. This is a fully, completely independent and, and purely locally owned operation you're looking at right here. So those t-shirts and hats and hoodies and coffee mugs, the fanny packs and everything else that we've got, the stickers, uh, we don't make a lot of money from this. We make very, very, very little money from this. It's not about making money. It's about brand awareness. And it's about you guys who are listeners and viewers being our brand ambassadors. And I say our, I mean, our as in not the three of us. I mean, all of us together. Um, and by the way, I have been talking to Captain Troy about the Yacht America and getting together for our New Year's party, which is <laughs> going to pull into March. But um, I'm hoping that by the time we all get on that boat, you guys all have enough gear to rock. Uh, in fact, yesterday I was with Tommy Tommy and, uh, and he had... Brand new Kaplan and Crew gear. Plus he had the Chatlins gear. So there's tons of stuff in our store. All you have to do is go to our merch shop and it's there at KaplanandCrew.com. Quick shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299. I got the most amazing email from a longtime great friend who is telling me about his experience with Gary Cooper. And I got to tell you guys, I should have told, I should have read it, but uh, here it is. Here it is right here. Um, this guy says, this guy's name is uh, Gerardo Morales. And he says, "Longtime listener, fellow charger and Spanos hater. And I just wanted to give the great friends, the ex- the amazing experience I had with Gary Cooper. Um, I knew when it came time to refinance my home, I would reach out to Gary and I'm glad I did. I um, started with another company. He actually tells me the name of the company. And he says, one of your former colleagues actually endorses that company on the radio. He goes, so I started with them only to come back to Gary to see what he could do. And he explained to me all the hidden charges. And so Gary educated me. He was patient. He said there were challenges along the way, but he was there to help through every hiccup. That was his word. He said, as a homeowner for 22 years, I've completed several long- And with the transaction with Gary Cooper and Mountain Trust, um, he got the best product for me, no smoke and mirrors. And so um, now he says, <laughs> Gerardo says, now I got a guy, okay, to refinance uh, for anybody that needs help. So um, he said, thanks for making the partnership with Gary Cooper. And then at the end, he says, go Padres. All right. Hey, Gerardo, thank you, man.
4: Appreciate you. And Gary, great work as always. All right. Let's get back to the show. Hey, great friends. It's Monday afternoon. Kaplan and crew with Grande
0: and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7 uh, hopefully, you went to Seven Mile Casino yesterday. You were able to watch the games, have a great brunch at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. Hopefully, you were winning at the tables. You're watching all the football games, and uh, it's just so easy. Parking is easy, it's free. It's not some mega casino where you got to walk and take a bus to get in and uh, that beautiful Bay of Chula Vista. So, have a good time down at Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. All right. Picking up where we left off on the Chiefs and the Ravens, we've been focusing a lot on the Chiefs side of things. And it's hard not to, right? Because when you realize, people have said like Patrick Mahomes will surpass Tom Brady as the GOAT. And I always say, yeah, but he's going to have to win seven or eight Super Bowls. I mean, Brady's got seven Super Bowl rings. Well, he may never win seven. On the other hand, he might. But even if he doesn't, what Mahomes has accomplished so far puts him i mean maybe he won't have the the number of rings brady has but when you think about joe montana or terry bradshaw or any other guy that has like multiple super bowl rings mahomes is surpassing all those dudes you know i mean alex put up on the screen for everybody show everybody look look at this career already go for it alex
1: yeah, 2019, since he's become a starter. In 2019, he lost in the AFC Championship. That was when D4 jumped off sides against the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> it would have been a game-ending interception by Tom Brady, by the way. 2020, they won the Super Bowl. 2021, they lost the Super Bowl to Tom Brady in the Bucks. 2022, in overtime, lost to Joe Burrow in the Bengals. Obviously, the reigning Super Bowl champions, they won last year, and now, again, in the Super Bowl. Just just hold, that up, there.
0: hold that up there for one second. Patrick Mahomes is 14-3 and in the postseason. First loss came in the AFC Championship game in his first year as a starter. Second loss in the postseason came in the Super Bowl to Brady. Third loss came in the AFC Championship game. These aren't wildcard losses. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Mm -hmm. these aren't divisional round losses. Every loss has either been in the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. And now he's going back to the Super Bowl. And I know we've got two weeks, and I know there'll be a lot of discussion before we get there. But honestly, on the Monday, two weeks out from the Super Bowl, how could you go against him?
1: <laughs> so I told you guys on Friday, and the only reason I didn't pick the Ravens was because I don't pick against Mahomes. I didn't pick against Brady, and I don't pick against Mahomes. You just don't. Until he starts losing a bunch, why would I? Why would you? Yeah. And yeah, this I think Vegas got smart, and I think better saw it right away. They were thinking the same thing because the line came out, I think it was Niners 2.5 right away, and that line's already down to one. And I bet you by the time Super Bowl comes around, it might be even. Chiefs might even be favorite. I think people are just gonna be betting on Mahomes. Yeah. Right. And and when you
0: look at Mahomes versus Purdy, I think people are gonna take Mahomes over Purdy. And you know, that's what people do. They look at the quarterback, they look at the coach, um, they look at the name brand guys, and um, and I think that Kansas City has when you turn on your television, every commercial has Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey and or Andy Reid, some variation of the three of those guys. I don't know of any commercials that have Brock Purdy on them. I can't think of any commercials that have Christian McCaffrey. There probably are. I just can't think of them. I don't know that there's any other player on the 49ers that has any anything like sort of a Commercial crossover appeal. visibility, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think America will jump all over the Chiefs because the Chiefs now are the team that everybody knows about and then throw in the whole Taylor Swift angle to all of it. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just makes it go to the next level. I'm telling you right now, my 17 year old daughter last night, she came home and the only thing she wanted to talk about was Taylor Swift's boyfriend is going back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that is what the NFL wanted and they got it for mm-hmm. sure.
2: I mean, well, y'all now y'all not ready to tell me Brock Purdy going to beat Tom. Yeah. Y'all, y'all not telling me that yet? He not gonna be project
0: mahomes what huh? i i i will take mahomes um i know you're going to come on here today and rip purdy mm-hmm. but you're the only guy in america doing that i mean everybody mm-hmm. else has been like you know what purdy answered so many questions with the like comeback and he, well, well why don't you tell us what how bad he is tell us how bad purdy is Go ahead. who okay first of all who said he was bad
2: i never said he was bad mm-hmm. i never said he was bad He's not football
0: jesus who said he's football jesus Everybody, I never heard that everybody I, not, not, heard, not heard one person use that phrase. All right. He so All so right. let me just get this straight. Purdy doesn't deserve any credit for the 49ers comeback yesterday. He didn't engineer that, he wasn't a part of it. That game belongs to
2: Christian McCaffrey in the 49er defense. Really? And
0: Purdy, that's, what, what, that's what, what, that Purdy game what Purdy did in the second half, both through the air and with his feet. No, no credit whatsoever.
2: If he would have kept up in the first half, you wouldn't have needed any of this.
0: Okay, but he but he <laughs> did come back
2: so in the what's second half. What, what you mean? He needed the he needed the other team to melt
0: down. What you mean? Okay. That's crazy to me. That's John Clayton, me. John Clayton, rest did, in peace, John Clayton. Did, John Clayton, did, rest in peace. Your boy still doesn't know anything the, about quarterbacks.
2: Did y'all not see the same highlight that I saw? That he threw a ball that should have been an interception that the DB can't catch, and then Brett and Ayuk made they quote a quote. A miracle
0: catch. Saw okay, it. when something is defined as a miracle catch, not not like, giving him not giving him all the credit for that at all. It was a very very lucky play. It like okay, that was the pass Brock Purdy threw.
2: Right. Okay. And it was and It was an extremely lucky result. Right. So this idea that he's so clutch. Did he make plays? Yeah, he made some plays, man. But the guy almost threw the game away.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. You tell me this. You you tell me this. Who, who who played better yesterday? Jared Goff. Wait, wait. No, no. Hold on. Who played better yesterday? Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson? That's a different question. No, well, yeah, it's just a question. In, in my opinion? Yeah.
2: In my opinion, Brock Purdy played better because he won the game
0: but he deserves it. Jackson
2: was awful yesterday.
0: All right, Alex, be awful. The, be, uh, Alex, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Be, be the voice of reason here. I I. think I, I need no voice of reason. No, I know. I, I do. I, I mean, I I here, here's what I saw. I saw the 49ers as an entire team. Offensively and defensively look like crap in the first half. And we're getting destroyed in the first half. And then in the second half, what I saw was an offense come to life. By the did way, you see
2: Christian McCaffrey,
0: I did see Christian McCaffrey, but I'll tell you something else. Not only did, did Brock Purdy get lucky with the pass that he threw that Ayuk caught that came off the face of the, of the Detroit defensive back, but you know what? Detroit melted down. Detroit fumbles when they're up by seven, gives the ball right back to the 49ers, and they tied the game at the end of the third quarter. Detroit lost that game, and San Francisco, led by their quarterback, who statistically in the second half had an incredible half, and it wasn't just a passing. Because a lot of yards were accumulated on the long pass that you're talking about. But what Brock Purdy did by avoiding sacks, getting out of sacks, using his feet, making some Patrick Mahomes-esque kind of throws.
2: Oh oh my God. He didn't? Oh my God. He he didn't
0: do that. (laughs) Boy, I'll tell you what, man. I
2: can't wait. I can't wait. What?
0: Woo! Boy, I'll tell you what, Woo! man. You Whoa. just this guy, this guy Woo! cannot Woo! do anything right for you. But I'll tell ain't you nobody, this, got, guys, guys like guys like Ryan Clark and Stephen A. Smith, who were who were big Brock Purdy critics, they went on the air today and they went, you know what? Brock Purdy showed me a whole lot yesterday. Look, man, he can't forget. do anything for you, bro.
2: I'm guys saying the man ain't good. Y'all out here say he the
0: franchise. Who's bro. saying that? Who's saying he the franchise? Say,
2: you, uh, he, uh, what you just said? What you just been 2 minutes saying? Did
0: he not did he Look not like have an excellent he not have an excellent second half? He, oh, he the hero! He was, came
2: out the pool. He the hero! Come. That your go box for you. Yeah. He came out the pool.
1: The higher his yeah. voice goes the less the, the mic goes. Right, right.
0: his 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 voice the mic is goes just higher. like what is
1: this? What yeah. is this pitch? This microphone is uh, not used man. to this pitch.
0: What do you say, Alex? Give me so – give me, give me let, come in with a third opinion here. What do you say about Brock Purdy's performance yesterday?
1: He, everything that Niners asked him to do, he did, and he does. And I'm not going to get mad at him. I'm not going to anoint him. And I'm not going to start my friend. Who would you rather have? That's always like the backup. Who would you rather have, him or him? Here's the thing. He's a perfect fit for that team. Yep. Perfect. It's all brother. Everything that they ask him to do, he does it. Right. And he got them to, he was the quarterback to get them to the NFC Championship. He's the quarterback to get to the Super Bowl. Everything they ask him to do, he does it. Now, do I trust him? No. No, I do not trust him. (laughs) That dude has interceptions written all over his face so many times. Like, but he's not throwing them. I mean, or they're not catching him.
2: There you go. Say that. Say that part. Mm -hmm. They're not catching him
1: because he's throwing them. He's looked, he honestly, besides the second half yesterday where the Lions just collapsed, they just collapsed. They choked. Besides that half, Brock Purdy has looked shaky this playoffs. He looked shaky against the Packers. He looked shaky and unconfident in that first half, but he got the job done in the second half. What do you want me to say? Um, that's literally all I have to say. He's right. looked shaky as hell this playoffs. Browner, if you were but, to tell me, if you were going to say, and to that's him, why, like this whole Stephen A. and Ryan Clark coming on TV, like, oh, this is why that quarterback record matters because the narrative changes with wins and losses
0: dude he's a second Jim, year player Jim Harbaugh is a is, seventh, he was a seventh round draft choice he's a second year player and he's in the super bowl browner if you told me that brock purdy was a system quarterback the way you told me that cooper cup was a system-wide receiver which i disagreed with but if you told me brock purdy was a system quarterback i'd be like yeah i don't i don't really have a problem with that i, I really everybody don't he
2: knows he is he's right? a game
1: manager I
0: wouldn't he's even call him a, game, a game, manager. game manager. Alex Smith I mean,
1: said he's not allowed to be a game manager. I, yeah, he's out of that his, club. He's, he's out, out of his the own. Club. His
0: own
2: yeah,
1: he's the he president made, of the game managers.
0: Yeah. Well, I his thought
1: Alex teammate
2: manager. called him a game manager. Both oh, really? called him a game manager in the post in a post game. So yeah, yeah the best like, game manager in the league. Right. He was being facetious, yeah, being
1: sarcastic. Nah, fam. Nah, fam. Yeah. nah, talking nah fam?
2: fam.
1: Everybody saw that nah, interview fam. with Josina Anderson, dog. What are you talking nah, about? Man. He literally looked in the camera, was like game manager. <laughs>
2: listen, we all nah, know, man. we all know. Listen, we all know the, did you just
1: read the transcript. You didn't listen, read, you didn't. We, we right, all know, know Magabosa.
2: We all know Magabosa don't understand that. That's not his intelligence level. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't okay. do that. Okay. You wow. don't know what sarcasm is.
1: Here's oh. the funny thing about quarterbacks in this league. Mm-hmm. It is very funny. Um the defense is carrying the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. yet we're anointing Patrick Mahomes as the GOAT because they're back in another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. When Jim Harbaugh takes over the Chargers, he's going to ask Justin Herbert to do a lot less, and he's going to win a lot more. But yet we're going to start talking about Justin Herbert as being a better quarterback because he's going to be on a better team. And that's the thing about this 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 league and this narrative around, around this. Every quarterback gets blamed. Every quarterback gets credited. But at the end of the day, if you're on a crap team, chances are you're going to be considered a crap quarterback. All I will I will say this: I have Run seen put, he's on the Patrick, perfect team. I have
2: seen Patrick Mahomes raise the level of the guys he's with. Were there growing pains this season? Absolutely. But did they figure him out in time <clears throat> to get things going? Yes, they did. I've watched Josh Allen at the end of the season carry the Buffalo Bills. I've watched Lamar Jackson carry carry the Baltimore Ravens. They're nowhere mm-hmm. without those three dudes. Those three dudes those are not replaceable. But They're watch not.
1: this. This year's this year specifically, this game specifically. Which game? Which Patrick game? Mahomes, the Chiefs, and the and the Ravens. Patrick Mahomes okay. the goal. I'm just making a point on what the narrative is despite the uh, despite us, the media and people on TV ignoring the facts. Second half yesterday, Chiefs drives. First one of the half three and out punt second drive eight plays 20 yards punt third drive three and out punt fourth drive seven plays 30 yards punt last drive of the game three and out how many
0: how many points did the chiefs score in the second half zero
1: that's yeah so so but the narrative is Patrick Mahomes what? is the goat Patrick Mahomes is the best Patrick Mahomes can do no wrong and i'm saying these things myself but the reality is the chiefs got shut out they punted every single time they got the ball in the second half it was the ravens that threw that game away but that's the narrative because that's that's what we do in this league with quarterbacks, and that's why the, the message gets twisted depending on what happens to your team. Now, Brock Purdy got his team to the NFC Championship game last year, and I say he because that's the way we talk about quarterbacks. You guys get what I'm saying? Like, did Brock Purdy get his team individually by himself to the NFC Championship game last year? No. Was he a part of the big reason why they got there? Absolutely. When Brock Purdy played like crap, the Niners lost. When Brock Purdy played well, they won. Christian McCaffrey played well every game. Did they win every game? No. You all get what I'm saying? Lamar
0: Jackson. Here, here, Lamar Jackson. Okay, Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP, and deservedly so. Absolutely. But but the reality of the situation is is that Lamar Jackson is going to be looked at one way, and Brock Purdy, especially if the Niners win the Super Bowl, is going to be looked at completely differently. Which way is that? Which way is that? A championship quarterback versus a guy who can't win in the postseason. Here, here's the numbers on, on Lamar Jackson. His playoff record, okay, we, we just looked at Mahomes' playoff record, right? 14 and three. Lamar Jackson for his career in the postseason is two and four. Okay. His uh completion percentage is only 57%. Touchdowns to interceptions are equal at six and six. His rating is 75. He has rushed the ball well at 521 yards. And he's got three touchdowns. In six games, he's produced three touchdowns, six picks, six interceptions. Now, is that all Lamar Jackson's fault? Because I'll tell you this right now. To see a guy like Lamar Jackson yesterday, one of the most mobile and fastest quarterbacks that the NFL has ever seen, get sacked time and time again, that tells me that, that it's a whole lot more than just him. Running game, offensive line, there's a lot that goes into it. But the fact is, Lamar Jackson has a stigma. That he can't win the big game, and Brock Purdy, who was a seventh-round pick and the last pick of the draft in the second year of his career, is in a Super Bowl, and he's the right quarterback for a team that has a ton of this, talent around him.
2: Not this true. Sounds, this argument, this, ar- I'm I, what I will not what I will not say. Yeah. What I will me. not say. Tell me. Of the wins and losses, mm-hmm. because good teams win, and bad teams don't win.
0: Okay, what were the Ravens yesterday? Your, were they a good your team corner, or a bad team?
2: Your, they had a bad. They're a good team that had a bad performance
3: mm-hmm. because
2: they're over reliant on Lamar Jackson. The Bills had this exact same problem. The I w- I wouldn't say the Bengals have this problem to a certain extent, but the Chargers have this problem. They're too reliant because the team's not well rounded. What Brock Purdy has going for him is an excellent offensive coach and the best offensive weapons. In combination in the league, they have the best running back in the league, and they have a top three position player at the other two positions. So when you have that, I don't. I I hate when people put up Lamar Jackson's postseason record as if he's the only person not performing, because that is not the case. You You don't get true. You don't just you don't get to this point without Lamar Jackson. So this idea that oh now. Brock Purdy's somehow gonna be seen as a winner and Lamar Jackson's not a winner. No, that's he's a 2 time MVP. But that's, that's, that's blasphemy. But whoever that's, says that, it, whoever says that doesn't know sports. Oh. Because if you're okay. gonna tell me the MVP is not a winner, that doesn't make any sense. Saying I'm saying that 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 my point about he's not, your, a, he's not a
1: champion. Are, we're all literally saying the same thing in different ways. Like we are all agreeing. That because in football, the quarterback position is the most hyped, the most talked about position, it, we, we crown them and bury them as the reason why they win or lose, the quarterback. But in reality, like what Browner just said in Lamar Jackson, I'm saying about Brock Purdy. If Brock Purdy doesn't have McCaffrey, Brock Purdy doesn't have Debo, he's probably not that good. And same thing with Lamar. He's forever, they talked about, he doesn't have weapons. He's doing it on his own. Well, he's got weapons now. He's got two of the top best tight ends. He's got a first round pick in this kid that fumbled the ball on the goal line. Like he's got guys this year, but they all got outplayed yesterday. It's simple as that. They got outplayed. But, but the narrative will be Lamar's a loser, right? Right. And
0: and listen, and people will look at certain plays like like the interception that Lamar throws late in the game into triple coverage. It's the same problem that other quarterbacks had. I mean, Jordan Love threw a really bad pass in desperation time. Baker Mayfield threw a ridiculous pass in desperation time. And the guy who's the MVP who had the best season, Lamar Jackson, threw an awful, awful pass towards the end of the game into triple coverage. Now now you're giggling. Is this is this a good pass? Yo. We're watching it right now. Is that is that a good pass?
2: Yo, in desperation time, Brock Purdy threw a terrible pass. It just didn't get called
0: by the defense. But like why, what are we but, but like what? I mean, dude, he got lucky. I'm not disagreeing with you that he got lucky. That was a bad everybody- pass by Lamar Jackson. I have a question. A For you. Lamar Jackson. Why are you always knocking this kid though? Why why can't you ever just give him like a little bit of he's the quarterback of I'm the, the voice team? Of reason. You're not I'm the, the voice, voice of, reason. of reason. You're the reason. voice, you're the voice of never giving up an opinion. The, That's what you're the voice I'm of. I'm
2: the voice of reason when <laughs> no. people go haywire, when people go crazy <laughs> about something and they yeah. think that this is the best sauce you've ever smelt, it's the best bread ever sliced. I just remind y'all, there's another slice of bread after that. You just yeah.
1: hungry. Here's well, can I ask you a question? Buddy. When you're the MVP of the league, mm-hmm. when you're the MVP of the league, the expectations yes. for you rise. Absolutely, the expectations for you become bigger. And when should. Lamar Jackson has a poop performance like he did yesterday, of course he's going to get pooped on more because the expectations for him are higher than they are for Brock Purdy. The bar is a lot higher for Lamar Jackson. Yes, for Patrick Mahomes for Josh Allen. And by the way, yes. Josh Allen played fantastic. And lost because it kicker can't kick.
0: And and Lamar Jackson, um, while we just showed the interception, he throws into triple coverage. Remember, Zay Flowers is headed towards the end zone. And as he's diving into the end zone, a brilliant play Uh. by Kansas City's defensive back. The ball is fumbled and goes into the end zone. By the way, Zay Flowers is a rookie, number one. And number two, Mm -hmm. couldn't control his emotions because if you remember the play before that, he made a big play and then got a taunting penalty, a 15-yard penalty. Baltimore, you know, as much as we're talking about how Detroit melted down, which they did, Baltimore had more personal foul penalties and yardage against them because those guys couldn't control their emotions, and that is pretty surprising for a John Harbaugh coach team. You know, uh, I mean, Baltimore is not getting enough blame today for how they melted down. Detroit's taking Campbell
2: a fruit basket.
0: Yeah. You're right. Hey, speaking of Dan Campbell, <laughs> let, let's let's go back to that because you know what? Um, as Dan Campbell gets criticized, and rightly so, uh, his postgame comments were very interesting. Let's get back to the NFC side of things. We have not really spent a lot of time on Detroit and how they fell apart.
4: We'll get there. Coming right back. This is Kaplan and crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios. All right. Great friends. Hey, it is Monday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew got Grande and the Brown
0: man. And we're in the seven mile casino Studios, seven dot com. Um, we were talking at the end of the last segment about how the Baltimore Ravens melted down. And, and by the way, we're still very much in, in the game, you know, I, I mean, for as much as um, Kansas city is getting all this praise today, They did not score one point in the second half. Alex already brought up their their drive charts. Every single possession ended in a punt. So um, Kansas City gets all this praise, but they really didn't do very much in the second half offensively, didn't score any points, and Baltimore absolutely was still in the game. Even though it felt like Kansas City was in total control, it was still only a two-score game. And then between the fumble at the goal line the personal foul penalties and just all the emotional like uh just just i mean meltdown that the ravens had they wind up losing this game but we haven't even really touched on detroit and the way they melted down because detroit had a big lead detroit's on the road jared goff is playing they're running the ball i mean easily just blasting through that very overrated san francisco defense just weighing on that defense with that offensive line and that running game. And then all of a sudden in the second half through what I think are, will go down as coaching mistakes. You can, you can applaud Dan Campbell and you can say, I like his aggressiveness. And I always like when coaches go for it on the road, especially when they're in the red zone, but there were just key moments in this game, Alex, take us through them where Dan Campbell will regret these mistakes.
1: Yeah. uh, So out of the halftime Niners scored a field goal, then the uh, Lions go for it on the Niners 28 on fourth and two. Josh Reynolds drops it. And then the next drive, the that's when that crazy Brock Purdy, terrible throw, Brandon IU catch happens, and the Niners score a touchdown. So it becomes 24-17. The very next play, Jameer Gibbs fumbles. Uh, the Niners then turn around and score a touchdown. Now we got a tie game. And when it's tied at third and nine on the Detroit 26, a very, very, very wide open. Josh Reynolds drops another pass. So then uh, they have to punt. The Niners get a field goal. And then that's when the big decision comes down. Fourth and three on Detroit's 24. They had to go for it and incomplete to St. Brown. So, yeah.
0: And that was just a terrible throw. I mean, you know, Goff is rolling to his right and throws the ball across his body and the receiver's not anywhere nearby. And if it's not for Detroit getting the ball late down by 10 and scoring a touchdown to cover the spread, which is all I cared about at that point, Um, Detroit gets beat up by 10 points, and people who went into that game saying San Francisco is going to win this game easily, they would have looked at the scoreboard and said, hey, they covered. They won by 10 points. That's a pretty significant and easy win, but that really was a game of two totally different halves of football. Detroit, first half, total domination. Uh, San Francisco looked like they didn't show up to play. Second half, Detroit, meltdown. Guys have opportunities to make plays and don't. And the coach has an opportunity to bail his team out and go against his own philosophy and chooses not to. And Detroit today is licking its wounds going, we just had the best season the Detroit Lions have had in the last 50 years. And we were this close. And a series of a fumble, two drop passes, and two decisions to not kick field goals have cost the Detroit Lions a chance to be in Vegas Super Bowl week. So, Dan Campbell, after the game, you knew everybody was going to get into him. They were going to dig into him about these decisions. You've uh, you got some audio and video for us, Alex, that we should take a mm-hmm. listen to.
3: Yeah, I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do, um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back. Um, you know, and it's easy hindsight, and I get it. You know, um, I get that, but I don't regret those decisions. And that's hard. You know, it's hard because you know they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to to work out. But I just I don't. I don't, and I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, But, you know, we just just didn't work.
0: I mean, I get it. I get where he's coming from, the I don't regret the decisions. He doesn't regret them at the time because he believes in his guys. That I I get all of that. But I will tell you this right now. Uh, 24 hours later. When he goes back and he watches this film, and we're we're taking a look at the two drop passes, that were, I mean those those are balls that have to be caught in crunch time. You know, you, you know you miss a field goal in a game at the end of a game like what Buffalo did last week, you choke. That's choking as a wide receiver.
1: Yep, and it's not even, it's not debatable what the Lions did yesterday. It's not. You can tell me everything you want, but when your are your guys are fumbling. Jameer Gibbs lost one fumble all year, one, and he played every game. And you lose that, you Reynolds drops passes, goff was throwing ducks everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> all and sometimes they got most of the time they got there, but I don't know what was going on with his throws yesterday. And they just simply choked, man. And as soon as it the second half, it looked like it was effortless for the Niners offense, too. They were moving the ball. No question in my mind, like, like, we ain't never gonna see their punter the rest of this half, but it it was that easy for the Niners. It reversed completely, reversed completely because the Lions looked exactly the same in the first half. Mm -hmm. It looked like they were just playing scrimmage seven on seven, dude. Like, there was no, no, no pass rush, nothing. Uh, Um, just flipped the script.
0: What did Jared Goff say after the game? Because I mean, this is this was another, you know, we talk again, we had this whole debate in the last segment about quarterbacks and how they're perceived. Jared Goff never was perceived as good, even though he was the starting quarterback of the Rams when the Rams made it to the Super Bowl. Um, He was considered not good because he was a cast off, right? I mean, you you lead a team to a Super Bowl, or again, you want to phrase it differently. You're the quarterback of a team that makes it to the Super Bowl. And that team doesn't want you. And so they send you to the worst franchise or one of the worst franchises in the NFL. You're a cast off. Nobody thinks you're good. And then you lead this team to the NFC Championship and you've got this big lead. And then, you know, it falls apart. So how will people perceive Jared Goff? And let's hear what he had to say after the game.
3: Our, our guys are, um, I've been battle tested all year and um, that game wasn't too big. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't like they were superior uh uh, through every play like we you know we, we we hang we hang with those teams we we feel like we you know should have won the game obviously but um yeah no i don't think it was anything that we've done all year up to this point um being able to you know not not do what we want on offense in the second half and um, ultimately lose the game for a variety of reasons but yeah you, you tip your cap to san francisco and um they played well in the second half
0: I always love how they have those Gatorade bottles sitting on the podium next to the players or the coaches, and the Gatorade color always matches the team color. You know, like John Harbaugh has a purple Gatorade, and and uh, you know Jared Goff has a blue Gatorade. You you just I never you noticed. Us- that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's blew my mind, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, like if you look at John what? Harbaugh after the game, purple Gatorade. Jared Goff, blue Gatorade. They they match the Gatorade color to the team
1: color. <laughs> <laughs> you're so freaking right dude now who's the Ahead smart guy the show? this Ahead is the things time. that i normally notice i take pride in noticing these things i've never look at that you're so right
0: harbaugh with the purple there he is right there we're looking and at the picture right else now did you say golf the so golf every color
1: blue. well golf yeah i just played it that was blue yeah the blue what about 49ers is it red it's got to be got to be red let's, let's take a look let's see if i'm, I'm trying right. to find trying to find something from the press conference well i play it. this McCaffrey. i know it's being blocked okay uh, I'm looking for it. Okay. Well, well play,
0: play Brock Purdy after the game. Let's let's hear what he had to say. Because, again, everything is about perception. What will you think about golf? What will you think about Lamar Jackson? What do we think about, about Mahomes? What do we think about Purdy? Second-year player, uh, Mr. Irrelevant. You're already in a Super Bowl. Let's Let's hear what Purdy had to say after the game.
1: Man, down 17 and a half, uh, you know,
3: our whole team was just, you got to find a way. You know, our season's on the line. Obviously, the first half performance was tough, and so we were like, you know what? Back's against the wall. Let's just go. Let's try to get some momentum rolling, get some points up on the board, so
1: we are able to find a way. You're, By the way, so you're right. Kyle Shanahan, yeah. Red Gatorade. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> what? I will never not see that now. <laughs> Alone. My you you just you just shattered exploded my brain into a million pieces dude that is brilliant hey brock purdy by
0: the way i thought it was kind of cute because i don't know how old he is 22 23 24 i don't know man he's young right 24 24 years old my son's 23 this guy's 24 years old after the game um it wasn't like taylor swift was on the field to make out with him or christian mccaffrey's got this hot like model girlfriend it was his mom and dad
4: you know (laughs) yeah. <laughs> it
0: was, it was very cute. You know, Brock Purdy, he's like a little kid. You know, it, it, it's hard to believe that, you know, eight years ago, a guy like that is playing high school football and you're like, okay, well, um, I'm hoping to get a shot in college. And then you play at Iowa state and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, but I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be on somebody's practice roster and then you're drafted last. And that becomes a whole thing. And then the next thing, you know, first round draft choice is always hurt. And you're the right guy at the right time with the right coach, with the right teammates, and the right system. And two years later, you're in the freaking Super Bowl.
1: It's a Big 12 showdown, Texas Tech versus Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, man.
0: And, you know, hey, listen, there's a San Diego connection because Fred Warner, the linebacker from the 49ers, I want to say he played his high school ball at Mission Hills High School in North County, San Diego. So a little, little connection 49ers. there.
2: The 49ers better be prepared to come out and start the game on time because the Chiefs ain't going to choke the game away. They're not. They're not. They're not going to stall out because the, the 49ers have good defense, but they've been exposed. And I think Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey go eat that thing alive. I think Pacheco's going to have a great game because I went into this game. I was afraid on prize picks of David Montgomery because he let me down so bad the previous week. But I kind of felt like this was going to be a David Montgomery game And it was because he was pounding them to start the game. But, you know, choke is choke, and Dan Campbell went away
1: from it. Can I show you guys, going back to the Niners' defense, a play on the Gibbs touchdown. I want you guys. I've said this last week. And I think Brown. I think you agreed. Chase Young's not good.
0: No, he's not no. good. He's a no. name. He's oh, a name. He had, he had a good year as rookie season in Washington. And, over, and and they 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 made this trade for him and because they're like, hey, look, look what we've got. We got Chase Young on one side. We got Nick Bose on the other side. We got two guys. They may have both been like number one overall picks. You know, Uh for, Young, Yeah, for, something like that. Certainly, two. like top level top picks, right? Three. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And you're like, look, what, look what we've got now. Yeah. Um in Nick showed up that,
1: yesterday, but yeah, Chase, Chase
4: Young, look, not good. Look,
1: like you so right here, I'm circling Ooh. Chase Young. Chase Young, keep your eye on number 92 on the Gibbs touchdown, and you tell me if that's a top three NFL pick right there. Oh my God, is he lazy? Mm, yep. Oh my God, is he lazy? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah dude, mm. I saw that yesterday, and I was like, man, my was, boy is a, not good, dude. I
2: was a huge Chase Young fan. Before I started, it was really – because I was just looking at his numbers. When you start watching him, watching him, he didn't play hard at all. Yeah. yeah. At all. I mean, he has had a lot of lower leg injuries. Yeah. But his his heart his desire, it ain't in it. Yeah. It's not in it, man.
1: I I I know we'll ha- – <sighs>
4: we have two weeks show to show up talk in the Super Bowl, I know. we got two weeks to talk
1: about the matchup. But I really can't put my, my, my finger on it. Like, because – the Chiefs did not impress me offensively at all, but that was a really good defense against really? the, the Ravens, yeah. right, in yeah. Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. They went to Buffalo, they beat Buffalo. They went to Baltimore, they beat the Ravens. Now, in a neutral zone, indoors, neutral side. after seeing the Packers pretty much tear up the Niners for a half, the Lions tear up the Niners for a half, here comes Mahomes indoors, no weather. I feel like that it could be, Easily won by the Chiefs, man. Well, go, go do the other side, though. Think about it from the other side of the field.
0: Um, you have San Francisco's defense or offense against Kansas City's defense, and you saw what Kansas City did yesterday to Lamar Jackson. And when I don't, I don't mean like forcing him to throw a ball into triple coverage. I mean sacking him. Lamar Jackson is 10 times the athlete that Brock Purdy is, and Brock Purdy put on a, a display yesterday with his legs, rushed for over 40 yards, something that you would not have expected. Why is it every time I compliment this kid, you immediately, you, you have no poker face at all. No oh poker face. You have no Bro, poker face. We on the radio. What you talking about? No, we everywhere, dog. We everywhere. Mm. As soon as Man. I say that he made plays with his feet, you were like right away, start squinting. Like as if what I'm saying is so wrong. What I'm getting at is this. If Kansas City's defense could do that to Lamar Jackson, where they could sack him and hit him and get to him the way they did. What are they going to do to Brock Purdy?
2: I, the only the only caveat I will say to that is something was up with the Ravens' offense yesterday. Lamar Jackson wouldn't run. And I don't understand whether this was a situation where the Chiefs just did such a great job bottling him in. He was seeing things that weren't there for him to normally run as his cues, and they knew to take those things away, and they were successful at that. But he didn't run as, as frequently or to the degree that I thought that he would. Because yeah. prospects had him for – Sixty-eight yards.
1: I don't want to average. I, I don't want to like talk too much trash about the MVP. But if your game plan is for him to throw almost forty times, you that's mean, a bad game slow? plan. That's a you bad slow? game plan. Yeah, they, I mean, they like yeah. the the this coordinator who's like a hot named coordinator. I think Mike McDonald's is his name or something. Like, post some cold water on that, brother, dude. You he played the game like they were down by three scores all game long. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards went out there like first carry of the game, 15 yards. Gets another one. He's like, dude, non-existent. The run game, non-existent. And I'm looking at it now, between Gus Edwards and Justice Hiller, two running backs, six carries. Wow. Did they they that's lost by criminal. seven. Wow. That's criminal. They lost by seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was terrible. Like, I don't know. And listen, Steve spagnola has been there for a very long time with the Chiefs. Very, very, very smart. long time. Very smart. Very good defensive coordinator. Very, mm-hmm. very good. What he did yesterday either made exposed the Ravens or they just had an incredible, like, plan because they bottled Lamar. They bottled mm-hmm. – they didn't bottle the run. They didn't, just didn't even try it. Right. They didn't have to. Yeah. 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 Hey, let's do this. Let's
0: get to a Tory Holistics highlight of the day because one of the things from the Detroit-San Francisco game that now that we're not on TV, I want everybody to see, I think that makes for a good highlight today. What do you think, Alex? Here we go.
3: It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get
0: high,
4: man?
1: I'm just really – high. Hi. Mm, all right, promo mm, code mm, is better, bud. By the way, I was telling all my friends this weekend in Oxnard that Oxnard Holistics is opening. I believe the grand— op- I don't know if I could say the grand opening date yet. Well, it's I coming. I think it's oh, right after the shoot. It's, Feb- yeah. it's in February. Yeah. yeah, uh dude. The excitement levels and the eyebrow raising were very high for really? the Oxnard hey, folks. Hey, oh. Yes, yes, sir. Promo code is better, bud. I'm assuming that promo code will work in Oxnard when we get there. But right now at Torrey and California Holistics. Spend a minimum of 75 bucks, get 20% off your purchase, with the promo code BETTERBUD.
0: And also remember what Charlie told us last week during the uncensored portion of the podcast, that when you make your first purchase, you're going to get that 20% savings using the promo code BETTERBUD. Next time you go in, it could be the next day, it could be the next year. Next time you go in, they're going to give you 30% savings. And then the third time you go in, they're going to give you 35% savings. Mm-hmm. So I must tell you, it's a brilliant marketing move because there are a lot of places to get cannabis products in San Diego County but you talk about undercutting the competition. That was a brilliant move by Charlie and the marketing team at Torrey Holistics and California Holistics. All right, Alex, let's get to our highlight of the day.
1: Yep. You're not going to see this on Fox. Eminem having some fun with some 49er fans sitting in a suite yesterday at Levi's stadium. Just a good old fashioned middle bird off. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was listening on radio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was uh-huh. all in good jest. It was all in good jest.
0: Yeah. 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 They love, they love them. Eminem They're. you know, uh, in Detroit, it seems like he sits in the stands, you know? In mm-hmm. Santa Clara, it's like, I think I probably need a suite. I
2: think mm-hmm. he was in the suite when he was in Detroit.
0: Too. I don't know. I thought, I thought the the pictures and the videos that I'd seen of, of Eminem in Detroit seemed like he was kind of more out with the people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he had security around him and stuff, but yeah. still. I saw him on the field. I saw him on yeah, the field. It, I don't recall like, seeing him.
1: What group was he in? What was the other rap D-12. group? D12. D-12. God, D-12. That...
2: Bizarre was there. Oh, That's bizarre was, was cool. in the house. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. yeah I'm trying
1: to remember
0: D12. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. D- D12 back in high school, man. there Oh, dude, shout out.
0: They were the shout best.
1: Out to it was yeah. D12 and G Unit, man. Those were. Oh, the G, days. Unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. G Unit,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. G Unit, hell
1: yeah. You tall. weren't
2: in high school. You weren't Brown. in high school during that. What do you? What do you keep agreeing for? Get out of here. Me? Yeah, you.
0: Yeah, I wasn't in high school during that, but I mean, between bizarre, who was the, who's and the rap group? And you was at Pit.
2: you was at Pit. Who was the rap group? Run DMC, dog. Well, you was in high school. Who was the rap group?
0: Also run DMC, dog. <laughs> 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 or maybe I should say that the Sugar Hill Gang had oh, uh, yeah. had preceded run yeah. DMC.
2: That's funny. But I'll tell you oh, this. Hey, hey, come see this comedy show, y'all. This Thursday, we oh, got a, uh, me and Jason are, uh, doing the show I'm hosting. Why is it? Do it? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't like it. The show. Do it.
0: It doesn't matter. Do, do it. Anyway. I got a no, QR sure.
2: code. I got a QR code I'm working on. It'll be up by tomorrow for the show. Uh it's Thursday, 10 PM Grand Comedy Club. John Browner hosted. Yeah, $10. Eight.
0: Oh, I think you said 10 pm you just said 10 P.M.
2: 8 p.m. is the start time. Okay. $10 is the cost.
0: Okay. So listen, let me tell everybody something really quick. So yesterday I'm at this uh, event, you know, for the playoffs, and um Tommy Tommy says to me, I'll see you Thursday night. And I literally said to him, I'm like, Thursday night? What is there? I, I like nothing comes to me. He's like, The Browner Lawhead Comedy Show. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So Thursday night, Alex, are you coming or are you not coming?
1: TBD. I want to.
0: Okay. I'm coming for sure. So um, on Thursday night, this is not like some scheduled appearance for the show or anything like that. We're all out there to support our guy. Okay. Um, And Browner, I'm super stoked for you. I hope you got some new jokes.
2: I do. I do. I got some some good stuff I'm working on, man. I really do. I really Uh, do. Any
0: Brock
1: Purdy related content? I'm sure there's plenty.
0: No, nah, no, nah. I don't.
2: I don't do a lot of sports, man. You should. You've
0: been to some sports. Um, okay, listen. This Thursday night, the Grand Comedy Club. Alex, please do me this favor. This week, please get Adam Wasserman, the owner of the Grand Comedy Club, on the show. Yeah, don't, don't as long as he doesn't do, do that. As long as
1: he doesn't do his Packers impression, oh, we're good. Oh jeepers,
0: oh, oh jeepers! They have there some really go. good tacos here in California.
4: Oh, the they have multiple
0: cheeses it. on California tacos. You want people to
1: go to the show, right? Dave, right. Listen. Correct.
0: Uh, all right. Let, let's do <laughs> this. Everybody who's listening on radio, we're coming back. We got a lot more to get into from both championship games. Everybody who's on
4: podcast, let's go get uncensored. All right, guys, time to get uncensored. All up in this.
0: Bitch. Um, I do want to invite everybody who's watching at this point. Cause for those of you that are with us, you guys are the ones that stay with us the whole time. We appreciate that Thursday night out at, uh, the grand comedy club in Escondido. I'd love to see everybody out there. I'm, I'm going to say this like to Joe Rigby, for example, you know, Joe lives in Poway. So for Joe in who's, you know, he's got kids. He's a family guy, Joe. I'm hoping that you and Bonnie will come out, you know, miss Molly, that might be a much bigger schlep for her. Cause I think she lives down in the South Bay uh um, nah, she moved she oh did she? Up,
2: yeah she moved uh, yeah she moved because she moved
0: where she, she moved to you know
2: okay I, I can't say I don't want to okay. give her location away but she's well, not move. giving her she she
0: okay well I mean Miss Molly Tommy Tommy um I'd love for Christian Hogan to come out if he's available I know he's got you know family commitments and coaching commitments and so on um David P Uh, I just, I'm just coming up with names, but, but if you are a long time listener, if you are a YouTube viewer, if you're still with us right now, bro, come on out. I mean, it's one thing to support Lawhead. We love Lawhead, but really what we're doing is we're, we're cultivating my client, John Browner, (laughs) the future Dave Chappelle. Okay. Right. Hey brother, let me tell you something right now after this show, and I know you're going to be great you and I are signing a, a deal because I'm not having you go become some star comedian that I feel like I helped cultivate and then all of a sudden I ain't making anything off that. Bullshit. I'm fucking making money off of you, dog.
2: This sounds really poor when you say it like that, but okay.
3: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: okay. He's making money off you.
0: I'm making money yeah. off you,
2: dog. My work. Okay. Uh, let me tell y'all story about the Farmers Open. But oh. yes, please come check us out. Uh, this Thursday, Grand Comedy Club, 8 p.m., 10 bucks a person I'm hosting, Jason is headlining, and then someone else is joining as the opener. But it's going to be a good time, and as always, I'd love to see you guys. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to need his name before Thursday because I'm going to butcher it if I don't get it. But that you might better get his funny. name,
0: and, and don't be pulling one of these comedy bullshit things where you're like, hey, this guy's a really good friend of mine. You've seen him on VH1. No, no, you know You've seen him, him on MTV. You've seen him on Comedy Central fuck that shit, man. Like, fucking hype this dude up, dog.
2: I'm gonna get up to you. Listen, I don't know this motherfucker, but I met him back there. He was funny <laughs> as hell. Mm-hmm. Now y'all turn and get a piece of this. Like, I don't know, but... I don't know, I don't know this motherfucker. It. Yeah, I don't know this <laughs> motherfucker. I just, I just met this motherfucker back here. But, but, he was yeah. funny the two minutes I met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, the farmer's insurance will always be very special to me. Because that's how I got fired from KUSI. <laughs> so, I was working at 1090 and at KUSI at the same time. What years? I was, uh, I don't know, man, uh, maybe 2015, maybe. Mm -hmm. I was writing, I was writing for KUSI. So if you think my spelling is bad, imagine what my punctuation
0: is. Mm. so oh god I'm, you imagine being an anchor person reading the teleprompter and being like and this, this motherfucker said i mean what
1: ooh, is, ooh,
0: <laughs> ooh. the people
2: at kusi i helped the process okay because uh, you had to read your stories before you went on the, in front of the camera because if you didn't read my story before you went out there you was gonna fuck some shit up so, <laughs> it was because of me gotta people
1: got to send, gotta
4: send you
2: the link man Bro, people would proofread the shit out of their scripts when they saw me sitting at the end of that table. Because they knew. Sandra Moss would look down and go, this motherfucker. So she knew. She had to read them Sandra Moss.
0: Sandra Moss used to do uh, morning TV with me and Billy Ray. Like, like they would bring the cameras in. And Sandra Moss would give me a hard time. She like, oh, your boyfriend, Drew Brees. And I would always say, Sandra Moss. What a piece of ass. <laughs> On TV, I would say What's that. was <laughs> I would say that.
1: Who's the the girl that used to be there? And now she's on TikTok. Oh, uh, Lisa Renard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She oh, just popped. Love she her. just popped up on my feed the other day. she got like three million followers on TikTok. Dude, three she does years. all
0: this like political stuff on TikTok where she explains stuff, whether or not she's right, wrong. I don't know, but right. she does. And the weird thing is, she has like the way she angles the camera. She like she's like in your face, you know. But yeah, she's, like she's
4: no, Easter. she's okay. She's
2: all right, Lisa Rimmar, awesome. Uh, I like her. Brandy, I can't remember Brandy's name right now, but my dog Dave Scott. Dave Scott was it's, a dog. My uh, Dave this, Scott so was a so he was a dog. So I was so I was. right.
0: favorite these is Grossman, dude. Dog, dude. Burt, uh, Dave Scott used to get so pissed at people because they would all make, give him shit. You know what I mean? He get pissed on the air too.
2: I love Dave Scott. Yeah, Dave I like
0: Scott's
2: him too. Bad. Best weather man, second goat weather man. What, what, what about what about our man what about our, our man? what about our man? Go what about
0: know. what about our man with the uh, suspenders john Soderman?
2: Jo- oh man john Soderman. john Soderman was my guy but john Soderman's is not part of this story okay john Soderman never had to read any of my stories so okay. i'm just sandra moss uh uh
1: who got you fired sandra moss got you fired how about, how about um no uh, how about how about uh
0: lennon uh uh susan lennon remember her i don't think so really smoking hot blonde uh anchor person Uh -uh. No, you don't remember her?
1: Okay. Uh All right. Go ahead. So, So, Who got you fired? Mark Mathis? (laughs) No.
2: Shout out to Mark (laughs) Mathis. Very cool dude. Wacky dude. I'm going to tell the story.
1: Dan Plant?
2: I had (laughs) (laughs) Dan Plant. (laughs) Funny. I'm trying to
1: to figure out just by like their face. I was like, which one of these people read Browner's story and then got him fired? That's why I think the story's going.
2: (laughs) So I got fired because of Sally Luck.
1: I don't know who that is. She was
2: the she was the um the HR person Sally yeah. Luck I'm sorry Sally Luck she mm-hmm. was the HR person so this is what happened KUSI and uh, 1090 I had to work the Farmers Insurance open because um you know Joe Tatino would ask you to do something that right. really wasn't in your biography right but hey can
0: you do this it's very simple can the can bra man something? please work a PGA Tour event Tiger Woods plays golf.
2: Right, so he's like, "I need you to set the board up." I'm mm-hmm. like, "I don't know how to do that." He's like, "Listen, you just get there, you plug this wire in here. If you have any problems, call me." I'm like, "Cool," but then I was like, "Oh no," because I wanted to work at the 90 board. I wanted to work at KUSI, so I tell the people at KUSI, I had went in there every day when they called me when somebody else didn't show up. I was, I had never missed a shift, like nothing ever whatsoever. This one particular day, I say to them, "Hey, I'm not coming tomorrow. I'm on the schedule." Get somebody to fill in for me because I'm going to the farmers open because I'm working for 1090. Everybody says, okay. The day comes, I'm not there. My phone is ringing like shit. I'm like, well, hey, no, I'm not there. I see Brandon Stone. He sees me. I'm friends with Brandon Stone. He's not a bad guy. But Brandon Stone sees me and pretends like he doesn't see me. So now I know why they're calling me. So I'm like, okay, no, shit's fucked. So I get there the next day. She calls me into the office. She goes, she hands me over this paper and she says, Well. Uh, you quit. I said, "How did I quit?" She said, "Well, you didn't show up for your shift." I said, "I told four people that I wasn't gonna be here ahead of me, so they knew I wasn't gonna be here and have somebody fill in for me." Everybody said, "Okay." So why are we having this conversation? No, you didn't tell any. You didn't tell me. I said, "This is the second time I met you. The first time I met you was the day I got hired, and ironically, now the day I'm apparently being fired, here I am meeting you again." So I I I don't even I don't even I better know what you do here. She then goes, Well, either way, if you don't you sign this or not, I'm just going to sign your name for it. I said, I'm pretty sure that's illegal if you sign my name. Whoa. I, I said, I'm not fired. I said, I'm not quitting. So if you want to fire me, what they didn't want to do was pay for unemployment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I said, I'm not fired. I'm not quitting. So I'm not signing anything that said I quit. So you better check that fired box or I'm going to get up, and walk up out of here. And this is going to be unresolved. Walk up out of here. And sure enough, she would not check the fired box. And I would not check the quit box. I got up. I walked out.
0: Well, I don't know why so, you didn't sue him immediately. I mean, you should have claimed all kinds of things you could have claimed. Discrimination, just, number one. Right. I mean, anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: at the time, at the time, man, I enjoyed the people that I met there. I enjoyed the experience that I gathered there. But it was time for me to get up out of there. My yeah. story writing days were over. Well, And they yeah. didn't want to hire me in sports because yeah. they already had a black guy over there.
1: Right. So we do a... Can we do like a, once, you know, football's over, so we're going to need some fill some time here Mm -hmm. between now and baseball. Right. Can we do a Browner Browner reads the news and Browner like has to write teleprompter stories. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so. but they're like Brown. Here's the news of the day, but Browner's not the one reading it. He's like, he gives it to us and then like we read it. Right. Anchorman. I can do that. Yeah. I can do
0: that. Hey Browner, you know what's funny about this story you're telling me? is, um, so on Saturday when I was at that farmer's insurance, Open, I walked out of my buddy's box, he has this UBS, nice luxury suite. And I walked down, I'm just, I need some fresh air. So I walked down and I run into Bertrand Hug, who owns Mill Floor and you to own Mr. Ace. And he says, darling, you must come over and say hello to the boys. And so I said, well, where are you? He said, I'm over in suite two, Bill Habiger, BH Gold Insurance, who used to be a big advertiser on 1090. So I go into their suite to say hello and um, Matt, who's who's Bill's son, is hosting. Right. And um, so I'm standing there. And in the next suite over, there are some folks that I know. And and so we start talking. Hey, I saw this woman, Kim, and I go, hey, how are you? And I saw this guy who I know. and I go, Hey, how's it going? And then Bertrand waves to somebody who's behind me. And I turn around. And who is it? What's that putz's name who used to own Putz. KUSI? What's that little putz's name? And uh, not even not even the brother, not even the younger brother, the bigger of the two putzes. You know what I mean? Uh, the one that now remember. he and his wife yeah, see yeah. me in public and they all look the other way. Yeah. Like, like uh, you're the one, you're the one that said those terrible things about our son. No, your son was a little dick. Okay. I was working for you guys, and then you guys just like crushed me on social media. And then when I had the balls to fight back to you guys, then you guys didn't want to it. work with me anymore. Yeah, those guys. Mm. Little putzes. Yeah man
2: I never I never had the pleasure of meeting them by the time they started letting the sun do everything I was already out of there Yeah so I didn't I never met them but yeah man I had I had good times there it just ended on sour terms because well, you everybody know, there ends on sour terms so Yeah you know
0: you know like um like so the, that that morning thing I used to do with them um, uh, mm-hmm. during COVID in particular um that is now being filled by coach Cantara because you know they're like, "Hey, we need somebody to talk sports." That's just w- that's wonderful. No, Bert's We're still to- there, but I mean, no, but like like, Cantera on Monday morning shows up mm-hmm. down at KUSI at like seven forty in the morning and does yeah. a hit. You know,
2: I need to get John Soderman on this show.
0: John what Soderman we, John wants to come on the show. He's always talking to me. He's like, "Dude, let me come on the show." He has stories about his days in minor league baseball. He also wants to rip KUSI. Sandra Moss, the piece of us, she was going to come on the show after she sued their ass and won,
2: dude. We could have uh Soderman be our baseball guy for this season.
0: Oh, I love Soderman. I dig Good Soderman, man. man. Good man. Shout Jim, out. Jim Harbaugh press conference, Thursday, one o'clock. Thursday. Okay. Ooh. Thursday at one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll be breaking
4: that thing down on Friday. I can tell mm-hmm. you that. All right. We got to go. We're out of here. So much All love. Right. Peace out, everybody.